Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host for this weekly show, where I explore current events from a biblical and prophetic worldview. It's my calling to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. At this point in time, with what all the people of the world have suffered, the desire for truth and hope is greater than it's ever been on this planet. The simple fact we have more people alive today than any other time in history and the unprecedented advancement of evil in our day allows me to believe the desire for truth and hope is greater than ever. I spend all my working hours, which includes Saturday, and I probably work about, oh, 50 hours a week to research, develop, and produce this podcast for you. Now, of course, I benefit from learning the truth, too. But from our family finances and my personal time and abilities, I work to help us all confidently know the truth so we can live in the truth and experience all the freedom and hope truth provides. I know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one goes to the Father, meaning is restored into a right relationship with God, except through faith in Jesus. I am so convinced about the truth of Jesus that I've given my life's work to God's kingdom will. Let me explain why. I was just a few weeks short of turning 30 years old when I experienced the greatest devastation a culmination of devastations, really, that brought me to the lowest point ever in my life. And in that depth of despair, I knew I needed help to turn my life around if I was going to have any hope or purpose at all. In my utter desperation, I wholeheartedly called out to God, stating if he was everything people say he is, if Jesus had accomplished everything that's claimed about him, and if God can make something good out of the mess of the life that I'd created, then I was willing to place my whole self into his hands. Through the deepest sobbing and heartache I'd ever known, no sooner I finished whispering those words did I sense an instant transformation in my spirit. I know what it is to live life in darkness and deception, completely unaware of our sinful condition. And I know what it's like to be miraculously transformed and to have incredible hope restored. I know what it's like to be given new life through faith in Christ and how vastly different what a complete transformation life in Christ provides. I know when people are deceived, they are unaware of their condition. I also know it's the love of God that leads us to realize our condition, repent, and seek the glorious new life Christ offers. I want to be an instrument in God's hands for Him to reach more people so they too can experience the love of God and know Jesus as Savior and Lord of a new life in Him. Given all we have suffered in the past few years on a worldwide scale, I don't think anyone can deny the fact that both good and evil exist, and the raging battle between the two is at the greatest intensity ever before in the history of the world. More people today are awakened to the truth of the reality of the existence and nature of both God and Satan. More people today are being confronted with the choice of aligning themselves with God or Satan, to choose life or choose death. I've shared before, since early 2020, I believe God has been exposing all manner of evil and corruption to break us out of our deception, to forcefully cause us to realize the truth. At the same time, Satan and those who follow him have been doing everything within their power to control and subdue us, to overcome us, and own us. I believe we've lived in God's three-year plan. The year 2020, God began exposing evil. The year 2021, he continued to expose evil in even greater measure. The year 2022, which we are living in now, is the year God will be dealing 
with evil. I'm putting together the content of this podcast on April 16th, the Saturday before Easter Sunday, and the first full day of Passover, which runs from April 15th or 16th through April 22nd or 23rd. Different calendars vary. I am keenly aware of the heightened spiritual activity during this time and aware of the prophetic words spoken of events God has planned, which we expect to be manifest in this season of Passover going into Pentecost, which is June 4th or 5th this year. I don't normally create my podcast content this far in advance of its posting because I want to discern current events with you to understand how God wants us, his children, to respond to him. However, I've been honored to be invited to Clay Clark's symposium late April, specific for those of us who I call the truthers in the trenches. We're the ones whom General Michael Flynn wants to invest in as the much-needed alternative media who brings truth to the world, so I needed to produce this particular edition in advance. Knowing this podcast will post on May 4th, I'm having to intensely seek the input of the Holy Spirit for this episode, because only He knows the details of the future. The prophetic words God gives us are to help us be prepared for the essence of what is to occur, but the details are most often not given in the prophecy. As I'm writing this with a prophetic look at the weeks ahead, all around the world, we are experiencing the grip of the enemy upon us, spinning in a death roll in a desperate effort to win, to accomplish their sinister agenda against us. This is a time very much like the hours after Jesus had been wrongly tried, mercilessly beaten, scourged and flogged, and then nailed to the cross to die the most brutal death by crucifixion. The historical records of the Bible tell us the sun went dark in the middle of the day and an eerie, evil foreboding took over the atmosphere. This is very much like the days that we're living. As we see God intervening in humanity, exposing all manner of evil, holding people accountable and administering his justice, we can become devastated, stunned, and horrified with what we see and learn. This is a time very much like the hours between Jesus first being nailed to the cross and his final breath when he was able to utter, It is finished. So, I want us to glean all we can from history, from knowing the faithful acts of God for his people in the past, to see this present darkness as evidence of the promised dawn. The promise of our deliverance. It may seem the enemy is winning, but he never wins, and these very days are no exception. For those of us who choose Jesus, who choose life, we will witness the darkness, but we will not be harmed by it. Just as the death angel passed over the homes of the obedient Jewish people who placed the blood of the sacrificial lamb on the doorposts of their homes, death and destruction will pass over us for our obedience. Those of us who have placed our faith in the shed blood of Jesus, the ultimate sacrificial lamb, to deliver us from the bondages of sin, can expect this darkness to pass and we will come through this time of God's intervening in our behalf into a new and glorious day never before experienced on earth. As Julie Green has repeatedly prophesied, God is taking us through an even greater exodus than God's people experienced as we read in the Old Testament. I have part two of my interview with David Scarlett to share with you today. We explored world events from God's perspective specifically to encourage you, to encourage us all to keep our focus on God and not to give in to fear. We must deliberately attune our ears to the truth of God's word, both the written and the spoken words, and not the intentionally deceptive noise of the enemy. If you didn't hear part one of this interview, 
I suggest you stop this podcast and listen to last week's episode before finishing this week's. Dave Scarlett is the founder of His Glory as God's Worldwide Ministry, a Christian outreach and Christian ministry bringing the word of His Glory to the world. David came to the word after getting a taste of heaven and a vision of Jesus after a near-death experience. The primary mission of His Glory is to provide hope and bring our Savior's sheep into the fold. His glory was born to give people a future of hope. Jeremiah 29.11 My interview with Dave was actually recorded on April 11th, so keep that in mind as he mentions days or dates. But notice, too, how perfectly our discussion back then is pertinent for today. In this part of the interview, I consider the claims that Putin would not have invaded Ukraine had President Trump been in the White House. And I consider how this is evidence of God's grace upon the whole world for President Trump not being in the White House. See what you think with the second half of my interview with David Scarlett. Oh, and let me remind you, the thumping sounds you'll hear are David's fingers on his desk when he wants to emphasize a point. So here's part two of my interview with David Scarlett. One of the things that occurs to me is that the fact that President Trump was not in the White House allowed Vladimir Putin to invade Ukraine and expose a whole lot more than perhaps would have happened had Trump been in the White House. Right, right. Yep. You know, God has a plan for all of this, and uh, it's working. Mm-hmm. So once again, when things don't turn out like we would like, when I mean, we certainly would like to have President Trump back in the White House, we can see God's provision all over this by exposing the corruption in Ukraine and, as you said, Hunter Biden's laptop, yep. the Clintons, and a number of other things that maybe would not have been exposed the same way it is now if President Trump had been in the White House. That's right. You had to catch them in the act, you know, and, and they were caught in the act. There's going to be more information coming out in the next couple of weeks about election fraud that will be proven unequivocal that they, they, they stole the election. And that's why you're seeing people like Newt Gingrich. You're seeing people like Bill Barr in the last 24, 48 hours flip over and say, we do believe the election was tainted. That was, that was unheard of two weeks ago. Okay. And President Trump has been talking about maybe he'll have to run again. Do you see him needing to run again in 2024? Or do you see the possibility of him being reestablished as our president because he was properly elected? I, you know, I don't know either way. Uh, I'm sure there's a plan. Um, there's several different plans, but it's ultimately God's plan. The Lord did confirm to me again uh, Sunday uh, in meditation that President Trump will be back, uh, period. Um, how that happens, my personal feeling is my personal gut, and it's just gut. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's not intel, is that he, he will be back in office before 2024. That's certainly my hope and prayer. (laughs) I think the vast majority of Americans feel the same way. We're coming down the pike. We are about to see God intervene in epic ways, and we are alive to witness it. We are alive to share what we experience with our children and our grandchildren, which I think is going to be absolutely essential, Mm -hmm. moving closer to the actual end times. We're going to need to be able to fortify our loved ones with the truth of God's existence and his power, authority, and his character, his will. And we can't go through this with our eyes shut. We cannot go through this in a fetal position with fear. We have to go into this with our eyes wide open. And with all that said, would you mind offering my audience 
your words of wisdom from the Lord so that we can know what we can do. We have to be able to do something. It's not just a matter of observing, but we have to be able to respond in a way that's going to give God the glory. That's right. It's the first thing is do not fear. Have the faith and trust in him. Once, you, once Satan can't put fear in your life, then he's really, really in trouble. And when we stand up and have faith in, in, in God, no matter what happens, no matter what life brings us, we're going to stand up and be strong uh, in giving him the glory. Then once we do that, the second thing is we have to take action. You know, David had to take the rock and, and, and take the shot. He knew, he knew uh, uh, Goliath blasphemed the Most High God. And he knew God would, 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 you know, the penalty under the Torah was, was, was stoning. He knew God would take care of it. But David was prepared. Not only was he prepared to take the shot, but he had four other extra rocks, five to, in total, because he knew Goliath had four other brothers. And that's what we have to do. We have to be ready to stand up and, and wake people up, not only in uh, what's going on in the world, but also spiritually. The, God is doing this for a reason. He's doing this to give people one last chance that they're not channeled or programmed or fallen into a, a deep sleep of life. And then they just go through the motions like a hamster in the wheel. He's shaking the core of the world so that we just say, wait a minute, what is real? What, well, what is life all about? And to turn to him, to give him that opportunity. Just before we came live with you, a person who was near to me, who had never was going to accept Jesus Christ in their entire life, just sent me a text. He wants to accept Jesus Christ as Lord of his life. Praise God. And that would have never happened if he wouldn't have seen these, these events that we go to in the spirit of the Lord moving to know it is real. And that's what God is doing on a bigger scale. We are sitting, even though it's going to look dark, it's always the darkest before the light shines. And his light is going to shine. And we're going to see the greatest revival in the history of the world. It's going to be, it's, it's, it's magnificent. It's we're we're so blessed to be where we're at today as human beings that God, out of all the generations of people ever born, he, he allowed us to be the remnant at this time. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, I sensed this harvest and it's been prophesied. Certainly Bill Jones, Bob Jones, I mean, prophesied about a billion soul harvest. Many people have. But a number of years ago, I was very concerned if we're going to have such a harvest of souls come in. Is the church ready? Is the church, and by that I mean Christian leaders of the ecclesia, are we ready to receive people from all walks of life who don't know about church culture, who will probably show up on our doorstep stinky and smelly and maybe with foul language? And I ended up writing the book, Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. So before we close, in fact, on that note, would you address what you believe is the biggest concern the ecclesia needs to be prepared for in these very days? Well, first, God is cleaning out the church, the mega church, the, the prosperity gospel, the get rich. Some of them, you put them in certain categories. Some of them conform to the world for political reasons with a shutdown. Some of them are just pure evil, literally churches that are doing demonic sacrifices in their churches, child trafficking, the worst of the worst. And some just are asleep at the wheel. Uh, but God is judging all of those churches right now. He has to clean the church out before this harvest so that, as you said, these the people that are coming in will know truth. And the truth isn't just some beautiful white building that you go into and sit, because you walk in there, you're saved. No, it's a love relationship. One of the biggest things he's dealing with, too, is the religious spirit. Those who are a religious, just like Jesus did in the days of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, it was a religious spirit instead of love. If you're not having a love relationship with Jesus in the heart, which is the Holy of Holies, 
then you're doing it wrong because religion is never of Jesus. And God is changing that. So you're seeing these revivals. You're seeing when we, we travel to these events and like we just came back from Oregon. The people so thirsty for the gospel of Jesus Christ. They, they, they're Catholics. They're, they're Baptists. They're Methodists. They're everything. They're saying, we're, we're not any of that anymore. We love Jesus. Jesus plus nothing else. That's all it is. Jesus plus nothing else. Dave, your work um, with your many different aspects of ministry through his glory helps so many people. Would you please make sure my audience knows how to get a hold of you, how to learn from your various ministry efforts? Yeah, we, we can be, uh, we, we, you can find us at www.hisglory.me. We are 24-7 TV, uh, radio. We'll be on podcasts, on all the major podcasts uh, all over the world. Uh, where we reach over 20 million people in every country of the world. You can get us on His Glory app, and then we're on all the so, all social media. And then we have another website, hisglory.tv, where we will show uh, our movies like Capital Punishment uh, that we invested in to show you the truth, how they lied about that. And that's going to boomerang back. It's already started. And uh, we have a new documentary coming out uh, this week about what's really happening at the southern border. I was there, and we filmed it, and uh, we'll be rolling that out. Great. I'm so very glad to know of you, to have this opportunity to visit with you face-to-face -face like this on our Zoom meeting. And I'm actually looking forward to meeting you in person later this month in Tulsa. Yes, we will be in Tulsa. And the purpose of that event is to create a new media uh, and down with the old and in with the new. And that's why uh, we're meeting with Clay Clark down there with uh, Mike Lindell and General Flynn to, to launch this uh, new media. I can't tell you how blessed I am to have the invitation to be able to be part of it. So I look forward to seeing you there. Awesome. I look forward to it. I am eagerly looking forward to the truth about the 2020 presidential election and other elections being revealed. So we, the people, are restored the power over our nation as our founding fathers intended. Our Constitution and Declaration of Independence have been seen by proponents of the One World Order as the primary obstacles for them to achieve their goals, which should give us all the more reason to praise God for the brave men and women who sacrificed everything they did in forming this republic, this one great nation under God. Amen. David's admonition for us to work to not be given into fear is essential. In fact, I understand the instruction for us not to fear in one form or another appears 365 times in the Bible. That's one for every day. God is most definitely cleaning out the church, that is, the ecclesia, or members of God's family who have been given charge to make sure God's kingdom will is done on earth as it is in heaven. As Dave said, God must clean the church first so that those who discover truth and come to God through faith in Christ can be properly discipled and plugged into God's kingdom work here on earth. 1 Peter 4.17 states, Judgment begins with the house of the Lord. Judgment upon God's people is different from judgment against those who have rejected God. God's judgment of his own people is corrective and restorative, whereas his judgment against those who are not his is simply giving them the conclusion of their personal and willful choice of rejecting God. God is all about justice, and the Bible is clear. Vengeance is God's alone. He holds all of us accountable for our deeds, whether good or bad, in his sight. I think of the two thieves who were crucified at the same time as Jesus, both of whom were presented with the same opportunity. The Bible reveals the one criminal believed in Christ's innocence and his claim of being the Messiah. And to this one, Jesus said he would be with him in paradise. The other thief chose to reject Christ, 
and that decision determined his eternity. What about you? Where do you stand on this eternally important matter of truth and faith? You may not know, but I'm a miraculous survivor of sudden cardiac arrest. I died, and obviously was revived, but I experienced what I call the threshold of heaven. I now have experiential knowledge that we are eternal beings, and that God is who he says he is, and there is a heaven. And this makes it abundantly clear to me that there is also a hell. You can hear my testimony on my webpage provided in the show notes. So with the realization that our life can be taken from us at any moment without any advance warning, I ask you, what are you going to do with all you've heard from the content of this podcast? Dave explained there are many who have been promoting erroneous information as church leaders. One such dangerous teaching is often called easy believism, or that our eternal salvation is secured so long as we confess Jesus as Savior and Lord. Is that all there is to it? Simply stating a few words? Really? There have been many people who have made a confession of faith in Jesus to be their Savior and Lord, who have gone on to live their life providing evidence by their continued sinful conduct that they are not saved, they are not transformed, and they are still Lord of their own life. These same people may even attend church and give tithes and offerings and help the poor. But will they be welcomed into heaven? Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23, Jesus is speaking and he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. End quote. Understand, God never sends anyone to hell. This is an eternal choice we make for ourselves. I ask you, with no uncertain terms, choose you this day whom you will serve. Will you serve God through faith in Christ who offers you eternal life? Or will you reject Christ, which is to serve Satan and receive eternal death? There is no middle ground. If you've been trying to live neutral on this matter, I remind you that by default, not to choose life is to choose death. I pray each one of you listening to this podcast will take these words to heart in all seriousness. Our lives can come to an end at any given moment. Now is the time to make a genuine heartfelt confession of faith. The Apostle Paul expressed in Romans chapter 10 verses 8 to 10, quote, The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Clearly, what we profess must be supported by what we do. How we live our daily lives provides evidence for the true condition of our heart. If you see any disconnect in your own life this day, please do not delay in confessing your sin, repenting from your evil ways, and willfully submitting your whole self to Christ to be transformed and live forever in his truth and love. As I can attest and shared at the start of this podcast, God is everything he says he is, 
Jesus is all he claimed to be. As it is true for me, it is true for anyone else. When you genuinely submit your whole self to God through faith in Christ, God instantly transforms you by giving you a new spirit and also depositing within you the Holy Spirit to continually guide and transform you in your new life in Christ. This is the truth the whole world is starved for today, and I'm so grateful to be among those bringing you truth. If you've made a confession for Jesus for the first time, or if you've realized that you have fallen away from a proper abiding relationship with Jesus, I want to hear from you. I want you to write me and share with me how your life was changed from this message. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. And if you want to get accurately informed about truth in light of world events today, in addition to making the point of faithfully listening to this podcast, consider attending the Reawaken America Tours when it makes a stop near you. This tour is what David Scarlett spoke of as the events he attends, and most recently he was in Salem, Oregon. This is the same organization I've been promoting for a couple of years now, and I'm blessed to be part of the new media David Scarlett mentioned. You can learn about the Reawaken America Tours and their stops using the link in the show notes. Next week, I promise to bring you another podcast that will explore current events from a biblical and prophetic worldview so we can know how to experience the victorious joy and life Christ died to give us. In a few weeks, I'll be celebrating my 100th podcast. So beginning May 25th, 2022, and not a day sooner, you can enter for a chance to win one of my books by sending me an email. Print or ebooks are available for those in the continental United States and ebooks only for those outside the States. The date stamps on your email will be verified, so only emails received dated from May 25th to May 28th will be eligible. Only one email entry per person allowed. Send your email entry to faith to live by at pamelachristianministries.com with the words celebrate 100 written in the subject line. Any deviation from these entry instructions will disqualify you for a chance to win. I plan on giving away five print books and 10 ebooks. Winners will be randomly selected from all the entries received, and your email address will be included in our database where we maintain the highest privacy safeguards. Our website, Terms of Use and Privacy Notice, are accessible at the bottom of each web page. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. And as I've often said, I want to hear from you. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you plan to do as part of God's army. And one individual I've heard from a few times, I really want to thank you for your trust in me and allowing me to pray for you. So, Andrew, carry on. And I want to remind all of you to check out my new dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. That's where we can connect exclusively and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and a whole lot more. If you have benefited from my ministry work, I ask you to help me continue with this podcast. In order for me to continue to bring you truth the mainstream media is not bringing that's also presented from a biblical worldview, I really need my listeners to help financially support my work. Donations are certainly accepted, but they're not tax deductible at this time. But to thank you for your financial support, anyone who sends me a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books, personalized and autographed if you want, or receive five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn all about the products and services available through my ministry work, and on the checkout page, you'll find a button where you can click and make a donation. 
And when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H. Use it at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. If you like the content and resource material I bring you with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog and also through social media. I'm quite active on social media and I actually provide more information there than I'm able to get to you each week with this podcast. Also, considering it's very likely that Twitter and Facebook will not be available at some point in time, please follow me on the Blessed to Teach neighborhood and on Gab, and I'll keep you posted of other platforms I'm on because I don't want to lose touch with you. Links for all the social media platforms I'm currently on are in the show notes. That's where you'll also find free resources and bonus items that I provide you each and every week. You can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter, and as a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation of your subscription. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps this podcast reach more people, and that means together we're in partnership on sharing the gospel. I hope you listen to me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. Amen.